Thank you, everybody, for coming. We're going to have a couple of prepared statements, three prepared statements today, and then we'll have time for question and answers. Let me get to the uh, first page here. Welcome to Exact Sciences and our newest facility, our Research and Development Center. Thank you all for coming, and thank you, Mayor Sagwan and Aaron Olver, um, for joining us today. Our research and development team moved into this building in mid-September, making it our fourth facility in the Madison area. This expansion is driven by the incredible growth of Exact Sciences, which is now a team of more than 200 or 425 people in Wisconsin. As part of this growth, Exact Sciences is excited to announce a continuation of our collaboration with Mayor Soglin, the City of Madison, and the University of Wisconsin to attempt to establish a biotech campus right here in Madison. The chance to build a headquarters downtown was incredibly appealing, but an opportunity to bring our team together on a campus where exact sciences started in the heart of this state's biotech corridor is a prudent decision for our company and this community. As our discussions move ahead, I want to express my gratitude to Mayor Soglin and every member of the City Council for their time, energy, and candid insights. We all share a common vision, which is doing what's right for Madison, growing the economy, and continuing to strengthen this city and this state. Looking ahead, Exact Sciences is very excited about the opportunity to remain a leader in Wisconsin and a key partner of the University of Wisconsin. We are confident in our growth for three reasons. First, we are a well-funded company with a great product. ColoGuard is a non-invasive colon cancer screening test that patients want and physicians are actively prescribing. Second, we have an effective sales and marketing strategy that's building awareness and driving demand for ColoGuard. As you probably saw last week, we announced that we expect to have, by the end of this year, 108,000 patients tested with the ColoGuard test here in Madison uh, for this year. That's more than the entire first half, just the 34,000 tests that were completed last quarter is more than the total test completed in the first two quarters, the first half of the year. Finally, we're building a strong team here in Wisconsin and around the country. Nationwide, we're more than 700 people, up from 400 at the start of the year. And more than 60% of our research and development team are UW System graduates. Before I turn the podium over to Mayor Soglin, I want to put one data point in context about the impact of Cologuard. Based on the results of our pivotal study published in the New England Journal of Medicine, Cologuard will detect about uh, cancer in about seven people for every thousand people tested. Cancer. So if we complete more than 100,000 tests this year, that means Cologuard will have the ability to potentially detect 700 people, many of whom, most of whom don't know that they have cancer. I also want to state that I do not believe we could have achieved what we have in any other state or city. 
There is something unique about Wisconsin that is an important part of our success. Our team is deeply committed to the long-term goal of playing a role in getting more people screened and saving lives. The sense of community spirit, highly capable people, and an important cause drives this team to succeed regardless of any hurdles. This is why we're not only confident in exact sciences as, as a company and Cologuard as a screening test, but in our mission of, of helping to someday play a role in eradicating colon cancer. When this mission is accomplished, we look forward to knowing that it originated here from an idea born in Madison. Thank you, Mayor Sagla. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, and before I, I just share a few words with you about how the city will proceed, uh, let, me, let me say two things. First, when we look at what is transpiring in our community, we do so with a view to the future. Not one or two years, but we're talking about a century. What is the legacy and what do we do in terms of building a strong, inclusive economy and one that will continue to grow as others are inspired by what we do at this time? Secondly, I'd like to thank the members of the City Council who have worked uh, in such a challenging arena in regards to this project and will continue to do so in the future. With us today is, is Alderman Skidmore, Alderman Clear, who's put a lot of work into this, and uh, the President of the Common Council, Denise DeMarb, who has been at the, the center of, of virtually all the discussions. Uh, in the coming budget, you'll recall we have a proposal that's included in the capital and the operating budget that covers uh, the project for Judge Doyle Square. That will go forward. And we also had a proposal that allows for a TIF here at the research park. And so now we take on the challenge of doing two projects. First, in working with the research park and with exact sciences in making this their headquarters here in the city of Madison. And then secondly, working to continue our, our chore, our job, our responsibility in developing a hotel on what's referred to as the Judge Doyle site. It'll be a recommendation forthcoming to the Common Council that we go back and we take on all of the proposals that came forward May 1st, that we give those developers an opportunity uh, to update their, their proposal if they should so wish, particularly given the robust discussion of the last four or five months. We may find that some of them um, might want to include more development besides uh, a hotel on this site. It means we will have time to, in a robust fashion, develop the parking structure underground uh, with a, a optimal configuration. It means that we can have a hotel of at least 250 rooms, and it means, again, that we may get a more inclusive proposal from one or more of these developers inspired by 
our recent efforts to locate uh, over 100,000 square feet, uh, a couple hundred thousand square feet of office space. Whether or not these new proposals would include office and or residential is obviously yet to be seen. The city of Madison is committed to urban development, to the efficiencies that we have discussed that comes with these kinds of developments, and we might add that in terms of so many of the agreements that were negotiated regarding labor peace, regarding certain employer practices, regarding commitments to work with uh, nonprofit agencies in creating a diverse workforce, those now uh, become the minimal standard for our project as Judge Doyle as, as we go forward. Uh, with that, Aaron Oliver, Oliver ought to give us uh, the implications of this for the research park, which has been one of the strongest developments uh, and one of the best research parks recognized nationally uh, over the last 25 years. Well, thank you. On behalf of uh, the University Research Park Board of Trustees and Chancellor Becky Blank, I want to welcome you to one of the more beautiful buildings in University Research Park. We've been proud to be called home by Exact Sciences from the time when they were just two people in an office in our MG&E Innovation Center to today with over 400 employees in Wisconsin. And we're really excited about the possibility of helping Exact Science uh, bring their team together here to create a new biotech campus at Research Park. I want to really recognize the three alders that are here and the city staff that are here uh, and Mayor Soglin. I really appreciate their leadership. They've been great supporters over the last 30 years, not only of helping to develop Research Park as the university bootstrapped it into what it is today, uh, but also in really fighting to keep Exact Science as a Madison company. University Research Park is a 501c3 that was created by the University of Wisconsin about 30 years ago, 1984. And its mission was really to help commercialize technology that was growing out of the university and to create a fertile ecosystem for technology companies that were doing important work to create jobs and change lives in Wisconsin. Since our inception, we've grown to over 125 companies uh, that employ almost 3,800 people and our economic impact on Wisconsin is approaching a billion dollars each year. It's an incredibly well-educated community. 90% of the employees in the park have at least a bachelor's degree, and one out of eight of them have a PhD. So when Kevin talks about 60% of his R&D staff being badgers, that's something that we take very seriously and that we're very proud of. Uh, not, employing badgers is not only great for the graduates of the University of Wisconsin, but it's also important to keep that talent in Wisconsin to benefit our economy. And Exact Sciences is a great example of the kind of company we want to work for for that reason, but also because they're a research company. Wisconsin's really blessed to have the University of Wisconsin. It does over a billion dollars of research each year, making it the fourth largest research university in the, the United States. When you think about that, that's more than Harvard, that's more than MIT, that's more than Stanford. And it's all happening here in Madison. And that brings resources into this community and creates jobs here. But I think more importantly, it, it changes lives. 
whether we're talking about Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or uh, cancer or influenza, the research that's being done has the potential to ripple out not only around Wisconsin but around the country. And so we need to not only build on the research being done within the academy, but also by companies like Exact Sciences that are creating research-based products that are exported literally around the world. So on behalf of the University of Wisconsin-Madison and the University Research Park, we look forward to being good partners with the City of Madison and with Exact Sciences in creating an environment where Exact Sciences can continue to commercialize Coligard and uh, continue to grow their, their business as they lead the fight against cancer. Thank you. Well, I think what was the bigger um, uh, influence was not a temporary change in a s stock price, but rather the draft guidance that the task force issued, which put Cologuard, for the first time, the good news is they put Cologuard into the uh, guidelines, but they weren't perfectly clear about where Cologuard sits within the guidelines. And guidelines are important, and we have to take that into account. Um, as, you, as we look forward and how we are going to allocate capital, one of the things that uh, was a hard reality that we confronted was that being downtown came with a requirement that we put about two years of rent in escrow, so essentially a security deposit, for about $15 million. And in terms of allocating capital, it becomes a pretty uh, easy, prudent decision to focus on making sure that your capital is used to um, wisely grow the business over the long haul rather than tying it up. And that's not the fault of uh, anybody's. It's just a, a decision uh, that really needed to be made. Sure. We haven't begun the discussions yet. We will sit down with the city and work with the city in, a, in the same way that the city has been so great, and I can't emphasize this enough. The city has been remarkable to work with, and their commitment to growing the economy in, uh, in Madison and the region is pretty remarkable. That's the leadership of the mayor and also the city council. We'll work through all those details, and one of the things that gives me great confidence is our experience with the city over the last six months. Kevin, in the downtown proposal, there was a pledge to create ultimately more than 300 jobs. Uh, with the new direction, what is your, uh, what's your view, your vision for job creation? Yeah. We have a great deal of confidence that Cologuard is a test that is going to be a standard of care if you look out over the next five years and ten years. And what comes along with that is a tremendous number of jobs. And we're committed to keeping the majority of those jobs here. It makes sense that this is where our headquarters is. Proof of that is, again, 108,000 people we expect will be tested with Cologuard just in this first full year of Cologuard being available across the United States. And then we guided last week in our earnings call to nearly a quarter of a million Cologuard tests. That is a, a rapid trajectory. There are 80 million Americans who are in the average risk screening population, people between the ages of 50 and 84 in this country, 80 million people. So the growth is significant, and, and we think that the jobs will follow. 
And we don't know at what rate, but I strongly believe that we will hire at least 300 uh, people in Madison and the Madison area if you look out over a number of years. The building that we're in today is about a 50,000-square-foot building which houses our world-class research and development team. We think that connected to this building is uh, we would put a headquarters facility where everybody from our finance team and our marketing team and the billing teams and the HR teams will all reside within that building. We also lease from the University Research Park the building just to the north here, which is our manufacturing building. So now you would have manufacturing, research and development, and a separate office tower here all on one campus. And that could expand from there. So we, um, we, we really do like being in the research park. We've been here for six and a half years. I've worked in the research park now uh, 12 years, and it's really just a tremendous place to be. So if we're not going to be downtown, we're awfully happy to be in the research park. We have had many conversations with Aaron, and we expect that that is an option, uh, is, is something that's important to us and to the, to the other tenants in the park, and we think that that's a possibility. It's something that we'll work on. Judy? Well, we don't know that yet. We think that it's going to be in the area of between call it 60,000 square feet and 90,000 square feet. We have some work to do there. And we haven't nailed down all of the costs associated uh, with that building. Suffice it to say, it's uh, less expensive than doing a couple hundred thousand square foot building downtown. I'm sorry? Uh, Hannah's company has been a, a tremendous partner, and I'm sure that we'll work with them in some way, shape, or form as we go forward. Um, I, I think that, you know, the key thing is that we work with Hamas, that we work with the city, that we work with the research park to come up with what's best for exact sciences employees, our shareholders, and most importantly, our customers. We're going to just go forward. Promptly, we have recommendations that will go to the November 9th uh, Board of Estimates. Is that the right date, November? We have recommendations for the November 9th uh, Board of Estimates meeting and then for the next regularly scheduled council meeting uh, in that sequence. And we're just going straight forward uh, working on the development of, of the hotel as I described it. There's... Yeah, there, there, there's no question that um, that having Exact Sciences downtown with its corporate headquarters was was our preference. It certainly was my preference. It would have been great for the company. It would have been great for the city of Madison and for the region. It would have been a main player in helping to develop our public transit system and our goal of making our infrastructure uh, as robust as, as possible. Well, it's not going to happen, but we're, we're, we're getting uh, a second choice, which is pretty good. 
darn good at that. Uh, a second choice, which, uh, for example, there, there is no place in the city of Madison uh, with as great a bus service as we've got downtown around the Capitol Square. But at this location, we are one block from one of the transfer points. So if you're not downtown, this is as good as it gets in terms of public transit accessibility. Uh, in regards to uh, becoming a catalyst, uh, we've got two shopping areas uh, just to the south of here. Uh, I believe that this development can have uh, a very positive effect on, on those two locations and the surrounding retail. So uh, I, I'm, I'm sure that both ends of this project, as it's now defined, the hotel with whatever comes with it on the Judge Doyle site and uh, whatever happens here at the University Research Park, the future of exact sciences is going to be really beneficial for our community. And as I said at the beginning, this has got to have a view of 100 years. We've got to think long term and all of the consequences of, of doing this right. Am I disappointed that we lost four or five months? Yes, I'm disappointed. But in the context of, of, of looking at this uh, into the 21st century, there's no question that we're on the right track. Mayor, would you still have an interest in identifying uh, a business, uh, whether it's biotech or some other industry, that could be a companion to a hotel and, and the development as you first envisioned? And, and is that even feasible with this time frame with this development today? As, as, as I indicated, when we meet on November 9th, the recommendation will be to focus on Judge Doyle at the Board of Est Estimates meeting and to give those prospective developers an opportunity to expand their vision, to expand their thinking on the site, to go beyond a hotel. And so uh, while I can't anticipate what might happen at that time, uh, we are going to hold that out for, for people uh, for the developers who are interested in, in participating with us in the downtown partnership. So is there any new requests for proposals for the Joe We're going to stay with our original uh, uh, competitors, but as I said, we'll give them a bit of time to go back and re-examine what they proposed to us on May 1st, 2015, and expand upon it if they would like having had the benefit of this very robust and exciting discussion that took place over the summer. And would that include JDS development? Would they also be able to go back to Yes, yes. We're talking all, all, all four. This one here? Can't say at this time. Not until we know the parameters of, of exact sciences development and uh, what other components the University Research Park would be looking at. I mean, one of the things that, that's sort of been, I'm going to put Aaron on the spot here, but um, as someone who had offices here uh, over a dozen years ago, um, there's no food. And uh, the area is sorely needing of a restaurant and some of the other amenities that real people need when they go to work. So... I don't know what will happen, but we're, we're open.
Yes. Yes. Any other questions? What about the capital budget? Uh, amendments to the capital budget on this particular item are going to be minimal. We already have provisions for a TIF here at the research park, and everything we've got in there for Judge Doyle will pretty much stay in place considering we are going forward. There, there may be some, some tweaks coming out on Friday, but no significant change as it regards either of the two locations. All right? No. Um, our long-term trajectory is determined uh, on the success of our, uh, our own employees who are actively engaged in promoting Cologuard as a screening option. If we're successful in that, we'll be, we will be successful long-term as a company. We have seen the stock price go up. We've seen the stock price come down. Success, though, is determined by educating physicians and patients about Colgard as a new screening option. And let me drive home one important uh, point. Data that we've collected from people who have uh, undergone the Colgard test, 42% have never been screened. And these are people, by and large, who have been in the screening age brackets for two decades so we know that Cologuard is getting more people uh, to be screened. And that's the important thing. So uh, we have, we're in a really strong financial position. So I think the company took very prudent steps to make sure that we were in a, a strong position for years to come, not just six or 12 months out. As a result, our destiny is within our control, and, um, and we're up for that challenge. Yeah. So I, I, w I would come back to this. When, uh, when facts change, your plans, uh, especially being in business, have to change with it. And so when you look at the amount of capital that was required to be tied up in escrow, uh, $15 million, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to do that if the world becomes a little less certain than, uh, than it, it was before. And that was really the, the, the driving uh, factor in the decision, not the stock price. I'm just going to ask, have either Alderman DeMar, Alderman Clear, Alderman Skidmore, if there's anything you wanted to add? Okay. okay. <laughs> Judy, do you have another question? For, for uh, never, never for a moment did I question the continued support here. Uh, if Exact Sciences had said we plan to go forward with the downtown proposal, uh, I'm confident that, that we would have continued. And, and let me just say and reinforce, uh, because there's been so much misinformation, we are not and never have been an investor in Exact Sciences. We do development with private sector partners, and we had all sorts of assurances in place. And in terms of exact sciences, what we want is the best thing for the company. 
We want them to succeed. Their success is our success as a community. And one of the things we looked at was exact sciences becoming a model for the future of Madison's economy in regards to its diversity, in terms of its commitment to the city. And while we're not going to see exact sciences downtown, we will see them here in the city of Madison, and that is very reassuring. Okay, thank you all very much.